Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. We want to do a quick shout out to Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale. All right. That's a big city in Arizona. Got a lot of mountains and rocks and hills and cool things around it. They also have a lot of... Um, Universities are there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty yeah. Cool. I would love to go there someday. A lot of places I want to go. Yes. We need to just hop on travel. it. Yeah, right. Get a, get one of those little travel homes and just go yes. for it. Just go. Probably not going to have any time soon, but maybe one day. All right. Check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can email us at Jonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645. If you would like to support Grace in the Shadows, there is a link in the show notes where you can support our show monthly. Also, check out our Etsy store, shadowsofgrace.etsy.com. Finally, if you would like to get the Porn Blocker Covenant Eyes, which you should have on all of your devices, you can get a free month with Grace1998, the promo code. And that link is also in our show notes. So lots of good stuff in the show notes. Check it out. All right. You got some facts for us? Strawberries aren't berries. They aren't. Neither are raspberries or blackberries, according to botanist. Are they vegetables? True berries stem from one single ovary flower and have two or more seeds. Strawberries don't fit that bill, but bananas, kiwis, and watermelon do. Okay, then. That just So a banana is a berry? I guess. Oh. Kind of weird. Okay, you've just like ruined my thought of fruit now. <laughs> the U.S. Treasury once printed $100,000 bills. Oh. I never know. I would have never known that. I'd one. like one of those. Between December eighteenth, nineteen thirty four, and January 9th, nineteen thirty five, the notes with Woodrow Wilson's face was oh. issued to Federal Reserve banks, but never went out to the general public. I wonder why. No one would need it. No. Okay, I'd like to pay with a hundred thousand dollar bill. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that would be dangerous to carry around. I would think. Uh, NASA uses countdowns because of a scientific film. Oh, the countdown friend slang used to create suspense in the rocket launch scene of his 1929 silent film, Frau Umold. They probably chopped that up. Just changed <laughs> film history. Oh, it also inspired NASA to use the countdown before its own blast offs. Cool. Yeah. Those are cool. Uh, we've we've watched some of those. No, not live, but on on the computer. And it's a really cooler TV. It's really cool to see the countdown. That's neat. So cool. Based on a movie. All right. What else you got? Fancy riding on bikes is illegal in Illinois. What? That includes riding without hands, taking your feet off the pedals. Oh. When you are on the street. Oh. I bet you they don't pull a lot of people over for that. So they are they don't want anybody doing tricks on their bike rides. I guess not. Okay there. All right. Yeah. Don't do it. And where was that? Illinois. Illinois. Don't be doing any trick rides. 
All right. Well, today we're going to talk about family. Family. Family conflict. Oh, that's a deep subject. In the 1800s, the Hatfields and McCoys, <laughs> two families who lived in the Appalachian Mountains of Kentucky and West Virginia in the late 1800s. Okay. They were involved in a longstanding feud that lasted for several decades and resulted in numerous deaths on both sides. Yes. The feud began with a dispute over the ownership of a hog in 1865. What? Wait a minute. <coughs> that's oh, my that's- hog. No, it's my hog. Their like long term yeah. feud began over a hog. Yep, and it escalated wow. over the years into mm-hmm. a larger conflict. That's crazy, fueled by jealousy, revenge, mm-hmm. and personal grudges. That's bizarre. The families were also divided politically, with Hatfield supporting the Confederacy during the Civil War, uh-huh. and McCoy supporting the Union. Wow! And the feud reached its pinnacle, its peak in eighteen eighty two, when three McCoy brothers were killed by the Hatfields in a dispute over a stolen pig. <laughs> another pig. Oh, this event, so they had another pig uh, yeah. fight. <laughs> this event led to a series of retaliatory attacks and killings on both sides, and the feud continued for several more years. The feud finally came to an end in 1891 when the governor of West Virginia intervened and ordered the arrest of several Hatfields who were involved in the killings. The mm. remaining members of the two families eventually reconciled, and the feud officially ended. They should have just sold all their pigs, and they would have been fine. <laughs> You know, a lot of families are like that. Yes, they were a family. Uh, Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. True, true. Uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says, Finally, brothers, rejoice, aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Mm Mm-hmm. So making peace with family can be challenging, but it's possible. It can definitely be challenging. Well, making peace with anybody can be challenging, but especially even more so with family, I think. How come? Well, because your family knows you wart and all, warts and all. And, um, you know, you know each other inside out. And when you start fighting, I mean, it's not good. It's not good at all. And so many families have been destroyed by feuds and fighting and things like that. And it's just, it shouldn't be that way. You should be so quick to forgive each other um, in a family because, you know, when you're not close to your family, when you're fighting and things like that, it just causes so much turmoil. And it's also not a good example. If you're a Christian family, it's definitely not a good example to others around you. Yeah. The Bible has a lots of examples of dysfunctional f- and families that have feuds. True. You, you know any offhand? Oh, well, Adam and Eve, uh, Cain and Abel. Yeah. Um, they fought and Cain even killed Abel. Um, Esau and Jacob, there was a yeah. big, you know, he stole, Jacob stole the birthright, ran ran away. Ishmael and Isaac. Yeah. So Abraham many. And Lot. Yeah. So many. Yeah. Mm. David and his brothers. Yeah. Yep. Several times. Jesus and his family. Joseph and his brothers. Yep. Joseph in the Old Testament. Yep. So. Yeah, I think it's important to find make peace. Absolutely. If possible. I think scripture's clear. If possible. If possible. Sometimes it's not possible, but if you can in any way you should. 
I think some ways that family members can, it can be challenging, but some steps we can take to, to uh, besides prayer, mm-hmm. uh, is to make peace, is practice empathy. Empathy is important. Yes. And how is, tell us how empathy and sympathy are different. Sympathy is knowing what someone's going through because you've mm-hmm. been there. Right. Empathy is putting yourself in their shoes. Yeah. And you could be empathetic and not having, having gone through something. True. Definitely. And I think many, many people uh, do not empathize with others. And that's one of the main problems we have in society. I agree because you've got to put yourself in the other person's place to to feel how they're feeling and then when you're doing that they can that can bring about peace i think because you're like okay they must be feeling like this so let's let's talk this through yeah and and i think trying to to be empathetic you really got to be a good communicator oh yes definitely listening and that starts at the beginning you know your family when you first get married when you first have your kids you need to always have good open communication so you can be sympathetic and empathetic Empathy is important. Putting yourself in their shoes, mm-hmm. see see things through their viewpoint. Right. Uh, secondly, I think communicate effectively. Mm-hmm. Communication is key to resolving conflicts. But you know, so many families today don't even communicate. They don't talk. They don't eat together. They don't eat together. They don't talk together. They just they sit on their phones. They sit on their computers. They don't talk and or there are different, you know, there's nothing wrong with having outside interests, uh, you know, outside the family, but you still need to have interests together and you still need to spend time together. And because that brings about the communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listening. Listening is important. Really listening. Yes. Listening with our ears, listening with our eyes, mm-hmm. watching. Mm-hmm. I think is important mm-hmm. to ascertain what people are saying. True. I agree. And uh, that's why I think, you know, FaceTime and Zoom and things like that is so cool because even if you can't be with your family or your loved ones, you can see them and still look at each other's nonverbals and things like that. So I think that's important to communicate. So, you know, practice empathy is you're putting yourself in the, in your family member's shoes. Uh-huh. Communication, you're trying to communicate in an effective, healthy manner to the loved one. Mm-hmm. Set boundaries. Boundaries are important. Uh, you know, it is, di- you know, with difficult family members causing emotional harm, disrupting life, it is important to set boundaries uh, and stick to those boundaries. Yes. Because if it's wearing you down, tearing you apart, you definitely need those boundaries in place to protect yourself. Seek mediation. Mm. Consider a counselor, a third party to sit down whose objective mm-hmm. to help bring peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bring a new set of eyes. That helps. I mean, sometimes you're not going to be able to solve the issue yourself with the family conflict. And you do need to bring in someone else. Focus on the positive. Don't just focus on the negative. Why do we do that? Why do we so often focus only on the negative? We have a sin nature. We do. We focus on negative. Yeah. So that's a conscious thing that you've got to do. You've got to find the positives. You've got to find the rainbows. You've got to find the light um, instead of the negatives. Try to focus on positive aspects of your relationship mm-hmm. with a difficult family member instead of just the negative. Yeah. Important. Forgive. Whew, that can be hard sometimes. Forgiveness can be difficult. 
And a lot of times when we're not forgiving, we're harming ourselves, not the other person. A lot of times they don't even care. And you're harming yourself by not forgiving. It's kind of like we're drinking poison to hurt them. True. True, true. Which doesn't make sense. No, it makes sense at all. And so when we look at this, Mm -hmm. I think all, you know, keeping prayer in the perspective, Mm -hmm. uh, putting Jesus in the middle and using those steps Mm -hmm. are key. Well, and I want to throw you back to what you said before you started giving the the list. You said, well, besides prayer, we need to do these things. Why is it? And and I know you didn't mean this this way. okay? but why do so many times we say all we can do is pray? Why do we say that? Because we lack faith. Because prayer is the most important thing we can do. Yeah. No, you're right. And I'm telling myself that, too, because but we we will, you know, if somebody's going through a hard time, well, all I can do is pray for you. You know what? That is the most important, wonderful thing that we can do for people is to pray for them. Exactly right. Yeah. But no matter what, God can take your mess, turn Mm -hmm. to a message for his glory, for your good. And if you have family conflict, if you've got that mess, then make sure that you're following these steps, but most importantly, you are praying through it and asking God to help you. All right. This was a quick one, but we hope that you have learned something and can take this and use it and hope you'll have a great day. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.